Hello, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney+. Plus. I'll cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club, where we give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the movie Tron. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And for this last week's move, we have been watching the Pixar film, WALL-E. Of course, I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show. How have we all been doing this past week? Thankfully, I've had a nice short week this past week. I actually only worked three days out of five because I had a couple of days booked off. If if you listen to the last show, I did talk about it briefly, but it was nice to be able to have a couple of days off. It's been a long, long busy few uh, weeks leading up to this, so... Uh, it was nice to be able to have a little bit of a relaxing time off with the family. We took the kids out to a, like a local country hall, which was nice. They had like a fairy trail on where you, they give you like this guide sheet and you had to answer questions and go and visit all the places that it said on the sheet. And then the kids got a nice little uh, little present type thing at the end once they'd handed the sheets in. So that was really nice. It was at a place called oh, Rufford Abbey. If you listen to one of the shows actually before Christmas, we took the kids to uh, a, a hall that had got a lights show on uh, and that's the same place actually it was really really nice it was nice to be able to go back during the day actually and they have a play park for the kids which they absolutely loved but uh, yeah no it was nice to be able to have a couple of days off actually on friday we did absolutely nothing at all uh, there was a very bad storm that rolled through the uk and yeah we had like 65 miles an hour winds in our place in the country which is quite central actually and we had trees down around our village and everything. And uh, yeah, it's, it's wreaked havoc, actually. But uh, thankfully, everyone's safe. I didn't hear of any like really bad things happening throughout the country. Just a lot of uh, structural damage, let's say, to things. I think even like the Millennium Dome, or I think it's called the O2, actually, now, should I say. Um, like The sheet that covers the dome had got ripped off in the wind. So yeah, really, really bad. But thankfully, I think, as far as I've been able to see in the news, there weren't any deaths uh, as a result of this really bad weather but uh, yeah it wasn't very nice and we just spent the entire day at home in fact yesterday we just went to see some family and that was kind of it really we just had a nice relaxing four days off i did tease actually that there was a project that i'd been working on recently that would be announced this last week and i can actually talk about it now i've actually been working on it for a few months and it actually started maybe a year or a year or so ago and i, I know i'm kind of dragging this out but uh, yeah the talks about it started a year ago and we put some uh, like vague ideas into place and then we picked this project back up again and that was actually the sorcerer radio website so me and sorcerer have been working on this kind of non-stop since like the beginning of the year i know i had some health issues and I wasn't able to commit as much time like right at the very beginning of the year that I wanted to but even then I was still working on it in the background and getting things prepared and yeah this last few weeks has just been this giant push just to get everything ready and we wanted to launch it actually on the Sorcerer Radio 21st anniversary and we did. So if you head on over to srsounds.com you'll actually be able to see the brand new website which we've been working on and uh, yeah I'm really proud of it actually it looks really nice it's got this nice fresh clean feel to it there's lots of like bright and solid colors lots of imagery on there and uh, yeah i just think it works really nice and actually even though of course the d plus club here i, I am not uh, as a podcast part of the sorcerer radio 
network, let's call it. Um, I am actually listed on the Sorcerer Radio website. I am in the Friends of SR section underneath the Shows tab. So if you head on over to srsounds.com, you can actually go to srsounds.com forward slash the D plus club and all of my information is listed on there. So you'll be able to see a little bit of a bio about about the show, an email address for Sorcerer Radio to get in touch with me as well. Of course, when the show airs. And also there is a podcast section on there and you'll be able to listen to this episode as you're listening to me now. And you'll also be able to listen to past episodes directly on the Sorcerer Radio website. So there's a new way to be able to listen there. In fact, if you've been following along with me on social media, I did actually post about that earlier in the week. But uh, yeah, really, really proud of that. And uh, if you want to go on, check out some of the other shows on there. There are a few others on there that have also got their podcasts. So DW64's got theirs. Uh, Diz His has also got theirs as well, and also the Disney List, and also a couple of other Friends of SR podcasts, which is Skull Rock Podcast and Dining at Disney. They've all got their episodes on there, and you can go and listen to them directly on the Sorcerer Radio website. So please feel free, have a look around, and of course, listen into the stations while you're over there. And that's about it from this past week. I say it's just been a nice short week building up to the launch of the Sorcerer Radio website and then just a nice relaxing few days off. So uh, hopefully everyone else has had a good couple of weeks. Of course, drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. And of course, let me know how you've been doing. Now though, it's time for the news. And of course, after last weekend's Super Bowl, we got a full uh, trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And wow, this looks like it's going to be an incredible film. The trailer and of course the poster includes a lot of teasers at who we may be able to see in the film. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, I highly advise that you check it out. You can find it over on Marvel's YouTube channel. However, it does tease the possibility of Patrick Stewart appearing in the film, possibly as Charles Xavier, of course, from the Fox X-Men film franchise, which uh, may now exist in the MCU as part of an alternate timeline in the multiverse. Of course, none of that has been fully explained yet, but the poster for the film also teases Captain Carter, as you can see the shield from What If. You can see multiple different versions of Doctor Strange, actually. I think at the moment people are anticipating that there will be is it Defender Strange and Sinister Strange and possibly even Zombie Strange as well? However, it could be that Zombie Strange is part of another story arc within the film. I'm not quite sure yet. Of course, the film's not out. I have not seen it. And I'm just sort of taking bits of information from across the internet of what people have been speculating. I'm sorry, I've just realised that the storm that I've just been talking about is still having an effect in our area. I've just heard the rain battering against our windows near where I record. So if you do hear some kind of... It sounds a little bit like rustling through the headphones in the background. That's what it is. Uh, going on from the Doctor Strange, though, in the poster, you can actually... Uh, I don't know whether anyone's seen this online yet, and you have to zoom in quite a bit to be able to see it, but you can even see Deadpool for those eagle-eyed people on the internet. And this looks like it's going to be an amazing film, and it, it could be a way to be able to introduce lots of different things into the MCU of course, we're going to be introducing the multiverse in a big way during this film, but it also could be the segue to be able to introduce mutants into the MCU as well for the first time. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about this. Of course, it's, it looks like it's going to be an amazing film, and it is due to hit cinemas on May 6th. We also got an extended trailer for the upcoming Moon Knight series following the Super Bowl as well, which is due to hit uh, Disney Plus on March 30th. 
the trailer gave us more of a look at the character of Moonlight, Moon Knight, of course, and more glimpses of the story for the series, which looks like it's going to be a really good one, actually. I don't think they have produced a bad story yet in terms of the MCU. Uh, feel free to give your opinions on the uh, MCU TV series we've seen so far on Disney+. Plus. But uh, personally, for me, I've loved them all so far. Maybe some more than others, but I, I don't think they've produced uh, anything bad yet so far for Disney+. Plus. So yeah, really looking forward to this. And there's still a lot of mystery for me around this character. I wanted to research the background of the character a little bit more. I have caught glimpses online, read a brief bio, but I kind of want to go into this series not knowing too much about this character so that i can kind of explore it for the first time as part of the mcu before i then go and research more of this character's backstory so yeah really looking forward to this series moving on to some star wars news it was actually announced this past week that the legendary composer john williams has been brought in to assist with the score of the upcoming obi-wan series which means that we're going to get some epic music in this series for sure i really love john williams scores from star wars and his even his anthem from star wars galaxy's edge is absolutely amazing speaking of star wars galaxy's edge i did want to briefly include this disney also released some new promotional material for the upcoming star wars galactic star cruiser this past week usually with things like the star wars galactic star cruiser walt disney world and everything like that i usually leave news like this to jeff and nicole over at dw60 but i thought that this was really interesting and i wanted to include it in this episode of course there's been a lot of backlash recently from the disney community after videos of the galactic star cruiser made it actually look quite cheap compared to the immersive experience that disney explained and also even showed in promotional artwork this latest video however get gives us a little bit of a better look at the Galactic Star Cruiser. It also went into detail on some of the marketing content that will be released to tie into the Star Cruiser. And this is kind of what I wanted to include, because as well as, of course, uh, say, for example, Disney+, Plus, I also like to talk about some of the extended media when it comes to Disney, so this is the bit that I wanted to include. So... To tie into the Galactic Star Cruiser, there will be a new comic series which will be titled Halcyon Legacy, and a, a new young readers novel. I think it's aged from like six to twelve. I think so. It might be one that I might introduce my son to, uh, and that will be titled Star Wars: The High Republic Mission to Disaster. And also, there will be a new regular Star Wars novel titled Star Wars: The Princess and the Scoundrel which is about Princess Leia and also Han Solo as they go on their honeymoon. Um, but yeah, this series will explore some of the lengthy history of the Halcyon Star Cruiser and give kind of a, a backstory to this uh, new Star Cruiser, almost like a hotel liner, let's call it, or uh, a cruise ship in the sky, however you want to word it. This fully immersive uh, hotel experience that Disney are going to be offering, it will give you some more backstory to that Star Cruiser. And I think that this is really good. And this is what Lucasfilm, Star Wars and Disney do really well. When they, of course, launched Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, there was a comic series and also a, a few books that tied into Batu. And yeah, I, I've read all of those. I got all of the history for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I know that when I go to visit that for the first time, I'm going to be looking at things with that as a reference material. And it'll make me look at it in a different light to, say, my wife, who's just seen the films. So yeah, really, really looking forward to being able to see more about the Galactic Star Cruiser or the Halcyon Star Cruiser. And also I'm looking forward to seeing what the Disney influencers post and when their videos come out and how 
they perceive the Star Cruiser as well, because, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the only way that I'll ever be able to experience this for myself. It's very expensive. I don't know whether anyone's seen the prices on it, but it's a two-night, three-day event, or not even full days, I think, because I think that you actually arrive quite late in the day on the first day and you leave quite early in the morning on the last day so let's call it a two-day two-night sort of experience and it's very expensive so i don't think it'll be something that uh, i'll ever be able to go on myself but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the videos that people produce on it and uh, no doubt i'll be immersing myself in it in that way let's say this past week we also received some production updates for two upcoming disney plus series including national treasure and also the second season of big shot where both of them have gone into production this past week we also got a glimpse of one of the new cast for the second season of big shot in the form of sarah ichigari i think that's how you say that but yeah, I'm really looking forward to both of these series. If you've been following along with the podcast for a while, you do know that I loved the first season of Big Shot. I think the character development that they gave these characters through the first season was absolutely brilliant, and I'm hoping that they can dedicate the time to these characters in season two. And of course, absolutely love the National Treasure films, and I'm, as I've been saying for the longest time, I'm looking forward to seeing how they turn this new story with this new cast of characters into a tv series and i'm hoping for a few cameos along the way with that but yeah really looking forward to that one another series which i'm really looking forward to which is actually currently in production is the nautilus which was announced last year i did talk about it briefly when it was announced the 10-part adventure series will tell the story of jules verne's Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea from the perspective of captain nemo who will be played by Shazad Latif, who many may know from Star Trek Discovery. And this past week, we actually got further casting announcements for the series. Georgia Flood will play Humility Lucas, a privileged upper-class product of the British Empire, whom the crew of the Nautilus take hostage. Theory Fairmont, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that correctly, uh, will be playing the role of Gustave Benoit, who will be the submarine as the submarine's architect, and Damien Garvey will play the role of Director Crawley, a member of the ruthless East India Mercantile Company, who will seize Nemo's amazing submarine. Also joining the show as Nemo's crew is Picardo Membe, I think that's how you say that, as Boyneface a trader from Zanzibar, Arlo Green as Turan, a poet from the Middle East, Tyrone Nigati, I think that's how you say that, as Kai, uh, a marauder with a gentle heart, Ling Cooper Tang as Suin, a mother separated from her children, Andrew Shaw as Jimoko, Jimoko, I have no idea. (laughs) Sorry, I'm really doing bad with this. A mystery man who speaks a language no one else can recognise. Ashan Kumar as Ranbir, an impressionable young dreamer. Chum Elipola, I think I'm saying that correctly, as Jagadish, a rabble rouser. Celine Menville as Loti, uh, who is Humility's minder. And also newcomer Caden Pierce as Blaster, a young boy desperately looking for a family to be a part of. I apologise if I have murdered those names, and I have actually... T- probably done about three or four takes of trying to say those names and try to splice them together but yeah i am terrible with names if you haven't guessed by listening to the to the show before now anyway filming is currently underway in australia and the series is expected to air sometime next year disney also released a trailer this past week for the upcoming chippendale rescue rangers movie and i saw this and i've kind of got mixed thoughts on it when this was first announced i thought this was just going to be one epic adventure themed around the 
Rescue Rangers from the TV series way back in whenever it aired. Was it 90s, 80s? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was going to be kind of like a, a live action hybrid of that kind of movie. But it's not. <laughs> it looks more like a, uh, I don't know, like a celebrity docuseries sort of thing where they they go and revisit the rescue rangers after all this time and it shows them where they are in the present day compared to where they were 30 years ago so uh, yeah i'm not too sure about this the voices in it sound a little bit off as well but there seems to be a lot of nods to other disney films in there there seem to be the magic carpet from aladdin in there there also seems to be roger rabbit in there as well so uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's lots of different Disney characters pop up throughout this film, but uh, yeah, I'm a little bit uncertain about it, and I think I'm, I'll have to see more trailers, I think, or more clips from it to kind of give a, a full opinion on it, but at the moment I'm kind of a little bit in... Uh, somewhere in the middle with regards to how i feel about this film so uh, no doubt i will end up watching it for myself with the family of course when it is released on disney plus on may 20th so uh, yeah look forward to my thoughts on it then i suppose moving on to other news how i met your father which is currently airing on hulu in the u.s was actually renewed for a second season this past week which is absolutely brilliant news for this series, which has been getting really good reviews from what I've been able to see online. However, alongside this announcement, it was actually announced that the release of the first season in the UK had been delayed from March 9th, now back to May 11th. So uh, it's not known why the international release was been, has been delayed that far. It could potentially be that they intend to release the complete season internationally all at once rather than weekly rolling it out or it could just be a licensing and distribution delay i'm not too sure on that one regardless of what it is actually it does give me and my wife time to be able to watch how i met your mother as well before this series launches i know that there's no uh, tie-in between the two series but uh, apparently there are a few nods at least early in the season to the other series so uh, yeah in fact we we should be finishing scrubs this, this weekend actually now i think about it and next the next series we're moving on to is how i met your mother so uh, yeah i'll let you know what i think about that when uh, we start watching it moving on though it was announced this past week that the high school musical the musical the series and uh, grammy nominated star olivia rodrigo will be debuting her new docu film titled driving home to you based around her new album sour in the film she'll take fans on a journey through the creation of her new album with behind the scenes videos interviews and also performances of the songs on the album as she journeys from salt lake city to las vegas so yeah it'd be interesting to be able to see this of course we've been watching the high school musical the musical the series that's a mouthful every time i say it but anyway um so we've been watching that and yeah we've really enjoyed her performances in there and of course we've heard some of her songs on the radio as well so yeah it might be one worth checking out and finally this past week i did want to mention that disney have started sending out some emails to many uk subscribers and also many other subscribers around the world who have also yet to receive this notification reminding those subscribers of the upcoming price increase which is set to come into effect the price increase was actually announced back in march of 2021 however disney honored the renewal price up to august 23rd 2021 and now many disney plus subscribers in the uk and of course internationally who especially play annually will be receiving their annual new renewal notices informing them that their renewal price will be renewed at the new increased price level meaning that all future renewals will now be charged at 79 pounds 90 and in the us of course if you're renewing 
uh, your Disney Plus subscription annually, that will now be $79.99. Not sure if that includes tax or not. I'm not as uh, familiar with how the, the tax thing works in the US, of course. In the UK, tax is bundled into all of our, our prices that we see. So £79.90 is including our tax. The price increase was described by Disney that they were, of course, spending much more money on Marvel and Star Wars content, as well as star content and original movies, of course. And Honestly, this isn't something that bothers me too much. Of course, we use a lot of Disney Plus in our house. We've got young kids, and of course, we watch films on there. We watch TV series on there. And we're more than happy to pay £80 a year for all of the content that we get out of it. And of course, I use Disney Plus for recording this podcast as well of course so i watch the films as part of the weekly movie club i watch the tv series to be able to give my thoughts on and reviews and things like that as well so uh, yeah we're more than happy to pay 80 pounds a year to get all of the content on there for us it's more than worth it however we're doing understand that for some people this this small app price increase will maybe make a difference as to whether they would decide to renew or not and anyway that's about it for this past week's news what are you most excited about from this last week's news let me know of course over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club or of course over in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the sorcerer radio disney fun zone facebook group now though it's time for a brief break and then i will be back with what's new and what's coming soon to disney plus this next week Sorcerer Radio. Radio. All Disney music all day long. At SR Sound. And now you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Radio. You're listening to Sorcerer Radio. Oh yeah. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. You're listening to Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Now, usually I would cover what I've watched this past week on Disney Plus, and I've not really watched much. <laughs> Sorry. Usually, like I say, we've watched something throughout the week. I've watched the latest episode of something. Of course, recently it's been The Book of Boba Fett. But uh, yeah, this last week I was kind of busy tying up the loose ends, making the Sorcerer Radio website, and we were catching up on a few other different TV series that we've been wanting to watch. Uh, we've been currently watching, what is it called, Suspicion on Apple TV+. Plus. That's really good, by the way, if you're into like, uh, mystery sort of dramas and who done it sort of things so yeah we really enjoying that of course we've been trying to finish off scrubs which is on disney plus but uh, it's not really one that i can talk about because it's not a, a current tv series i might be able to include it in my aj recommends at some point uh, but yeah like i say i think we're maybe one or two episodes away from finishing that series and then we'll be starting on how i met your mother but apart from that, uh, what did I, what else did I watch? I watched a film, I think, the other day, but that wasn't on Disney+. Plus. So, uh, yeah, I, I do apologise. I can't give my thoughts on anything on Disney+, Plus this, la this last week. However, of course, going forward, I'll make sure that I include so at least one thing in there. But what have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting on Wednesday, we'll be seeing the release of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, Episodes 1 and 2. Whilst in the US, you'll also be seeing the release of the movie Free Guy. And I really loved Free Guy, so I'm hoping that you guys enjoy it too. I think it has been available in the US over on HBO Max, I think, up until now. I think it was part of the distribution deal with Fox previously. But yeah, we, it was released on Disney Plus over here a while ago, actually, now. And I really enjoyed it. For me, it kind of reminded me of a cross between The Truman Show and Ready Player One for some reason. There's a lot of like pop culture references in it, but... 
the way that the character behaves in the in the film it does feel a little bit like the Truman Show so yeah I really enjoyed this and there's a lot of nods to other film franchises and of course as this was whilst Disney were purchasing Fox and I think the deal actually went through as it was finishing filming there are some Disney and Marvel and Star Wars nods in there as well so yeah I love this film in fact I might re-watch it again at some point just to be able to talk about it a little bit more uh, but yeah, let me know what you think about it. Of course, drop me a message on any and all of the uh, usual platforms. Also on Wednesday in the US, you'll be seeing the release of six more episodes of Season 5 of Puppy Dog Pals and also Secrets of the Zoo Tampa Season 3. Secrets of the Zoo is actually one that I want to be able to watch at some point. We really, en- I know I spoke about this a few times actually, we really enjoyed the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom and we want to be able to watch something a little bit similar to that. But the Secrets of the Zoo series actually aren't available in the UK. I'll probably just use my VPN. I shouldn't really say that out loud. Um, but I'll probably use that to be able to log on to the US and uh, watch it through there. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting, that, that kind of series for me. And I look forward to seeing a little bit more. And I'm hoping they do a Magic of Disney Animal Kingdom Season 2. In the UK, starting on Monday, actually, we'll see the continuation of the final season of The Walking Dead with Episode 9. And moving on to Wednesday in the UK, we'll be seeing Big Sky Season 2, Episode 8, Pam and Tommy, Episode 6, Queens, Episode 6, Our Kind of People, Episode 2, The Resident, Season 5, Episode 6, Amphibia, Season 3, Episodes 1 through 5, for the people seasons one and two and also touch seasons one and two which i absolutely loved when it was on it actually stars keith kiefer sutherland who of course was in 24 and it's about a widower and his son who can predict the events before they happen and yeah really really enjoyed this season it's the kind of thing that is just up my alley really it's kind of like sci-fi sort of thing but kind of like a mystery and it's got loads of Lots of different elements to it. So yeah, I highly recommend this series if you get a chance to be able to watch it. I say there's only two seasons of it, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one that's on my recommendations list. Also in the UK on Wednesday, we'll be getting World's Deadliest Season 3, Savage Kingdom Season 4, and also Wildcats of India Season 1. On Friday in the US, you'll be getting the animated Marvel Superhero Adventures Frost Fight, and also the documentary Way of the Cheetah. And on Thursday here in the UK, again, it's another one that's been added during the week, we'll be getting the next episode of This Is Us, which is Season 6, Episode 5, which I think me and my wife are going to be moving on to watching This Is Us from the beginning. I think we did see Season 1 and maybe part of Season 2, but it was hard to be able to catch it here in the UK, especially as we don't have like proper home TV anymore. We switched to streaming only a few years back. And yeah, it was hard to be able to catch this in the UK. So I'm looking forward to being able to watching this from the beginning. And then moving on to Friday in the UK, we'll be seeing the release of the film No Exit, which I've spoken about a few times recently and I'm really, really looking forward to. In fact, tomorrow I will be starting on the book. So I may not watch this when it comes out on a Friday. I might leave it an extra week and finish the book and then watch the film. So that's kind of my plan, and I'll probably give you my thoughts on the film once I have had a chance to be able to see it. We'll also be getting the films Snatched and The Imposters, as well as the documentary Built for Mars, The Perseverance Rover. And that's about it for this week. What are you most looking forward to out of the releases that we've got coming this next week? Let me know over on social media, of course, at at or forward slash the D plus club, plus being the word plus, or of course over at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. 
anyway, enough of my ramblings. I am going to take another short break now, but after that, I will be back with the Weekly Movie Club. Good day, everyone. It's come to our attention that listening to the sounds of Sorcerer Radio can make one tap their feet and hum a familiar tune, even causing one to smile. Have you caught the sensation yet? Listen now at srsounds.com. This tape will now self-destruct. And we're back, and now it's time for the Weekly Movie Club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's movie has been the Pixar movie, WALL-E. So if you've never seen WALL-E before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show now, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And of course, now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. In the 29th century, Earth has become a garbage-strewn wasteland due to overconsumption and corporate greed. Seven centuries earlier, the megacorporation, by and large, also known as BNL, evacuated humanity into space on giant starliners. Out of all of the trash-compacting robots left by BNL to clean up the Earth, only one robot remains operational. Waste Allocation Loader Lifter Earth Class, also known as Wally. One day, Wally's routine of compressing trash and collecting interesting objects is broken by the arrival of an unmanned probe carrying an egg-shaped robot named Extraterrestrial Vegetation Evaluator, also known as Eve. She has been sent to scan the planet for signs of sustainable life. Wally is smitten by the sleek, otherworldly robot, and the two begin to gradually connect, until Eve goes into standby when Wally shows her his most recent find, a living seedling. Wally still tries to spend time with Eve, still taking her around and trying to show her the science of the planet. However, sometime later, the probe then collects Eve and the plant, and with Wally clinging on, it returns to its mothership, the Starliner Axiom. In the centuries since the Axiom left Earth, its passengers have degenerated due to laziness and also the microgravity. Their every whim is catered for by machinery on the ship. Even the captain, Captain B. McCree, is used to sitting back whilst his robot steering wheel, Auto, flies the ship for him. McCree is unprepared to receive a positive probe response. He discovers that placing the plant in the ship's hollow detector will trigger a hyperjump back to Earth so that humanity can begin their recolonization. But when McCree inspects Eve's storage compartment, the plant is then missing, and Eve blames Wally for its disappearance. Eve is deemed faulty and is taken to diagnostics. Mistaking the process for torture, Wally intervenes and inadvertently release- releases all of the reject bots when a stray pulse shot hits the control panel, causing him and Eve to be designated as rogues. Frustrated, Eve tries to send Wally home in an escape pod. But before they can do so, the two witness Auto's Gopherbot, Go4, stowing the plant in a pod to set to self-destruct, revealing that Wally did not in fact steal the plant. Wally attempts to retrieve it, but is then launched into space before he could return. Eve uses an emergency exit to chase after Wally and witness the pod explode, though both he and the plant survive unscathed. He and Eve reconcile, celebrating with a dance in space with a fire extinguisher, all around the Axiom. Eve brings the plant back to McCree, who watches her recordings of Earth, concluding that they can and must save it. However, Auto has been programmed with the secret never-return directive A113, issued after BNL incorrectly declared in 2110 that the planet could not be saved, and reveals that he is ordered Go4 to get rid of the plant. When McCree countermands the directive, Auto and G4 mutiny, electrocuting Wally's circuit board and putting Eve into standby, 
throwing them both down the garbage chute, unlocking McCree in his quarters. Even Worley are nearly ejected into space, along with the ship's refuse. But a cleaner bot, Microbe Obliterator, also known as M.O., who has been following Worley's dirt trail around since he boarded the ship, gets stuck when the gates open, and he inadvertently alerts the Wall A bots, prompting them to abort the ejection. The humans and the robots help in securing the plant, whilst Wally, even Emma, and the reject bots head to the hollow detector. McCree and Auto fight for control. Wally sacrifices himself by allowing himself to be crushed by the hollow detector, jamming it. This causes it to stay open, buying Eve time to successfully insert the plant, initiating the hyperjump whilst McCree eventually overpowers and deactivates Auto by switching him to manual mode. Arriving back on Earth, Eve repairs Worley, but finds that his memory and personality have been erased. Heartbroken, Eve gives Worley a goodbye kiss, which actually restores him back to his normal self. Worley and Eve reunite with Emmo and the reject bots, and the inhabitants of the Axiom take their first steps on Earth. During the credits, humans and robots turn the ravaged planet into a paradise, and the plant is shown to have grown into a mighty tree, which Eve and Worley rest beneath, and the pair live out the rest of their days in love and peace. Worley was released on June 27, 2008, with a budget of $180 million. It went on to make more than $521 million at the global box office. In 2008, it won the Golden Globe and also the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. The story for Worley was conceived in as early as 1994, when writers John Lasseter, Pete Doctor and John Ranft sat down for lunch as Toy Story was wrapping production to plan the roadmap of stories for Pixar going forward. This also included early ideas for Finding Nemo, A Bug's Life and also Monsters, Inc. Work originally began on the film in 1995 under the name Trash Planet. However, it was shelved at the time as they did not believe they could accomplish the story they were trying to tell, and they chose to instead develop Monsters, Inc. Work started again on Wally in 2002, as Finding Nemo was finishing production. Director Andrew Stanton had believed that Pixar had mastered the simulations of underwater physics, and the next logical story should be in space. An original story for the film included aliens sending Eve to Earth, with a completely different story for the rest of the film, which included aliens known as the Gels. Stanton decided that this was just too bizarre and unengaging, and conceived humanity as big babies. Stanton then redeveloped the theme of humans learning to stand again and growing up, and wanting Wally and Eve's relationship to inspire humanity, because he felt few films explore how utopian societies actually come to exist. Later versions of the film also included Otto having a much larger role from the beginning. However, this idea was scrapped early on as Andrew Stanton believed that it took away too much from the story of Wall-E too early in the film. Many of the other story elements changed throughout the production process until the story, of course, that we all know and love was then settled on. The making of documentary, which was included in the DVD and Blu-ray release of Wall-E, goes into much more depth of the original story ideas for Wall-E if you ever want to check it out. I actually remember picking up the Wally DVD, I think it was at the time, and I think I've still got it in a box actually upstairs in storage, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed these making of documentaries. Sometimes I do feel that that is something that Disney Plus is missing. I know that they do do these making of uh, docu-series type things, or single episodes after 
say for example a film like the Eternals we've recently had one and we've also had one after Hawkeye and the Marvel ones but I really enjoyed these kind of documentaries and these behind the scenes looks into how these films were made and I I do wish we had more of those still anyway at the time Wall-E was the most complex film that Pixar had ever produced where most films had 75,000 storyboards Wall-E had around 125,000 Andrew Stanton also wanted to give the early scenes on Earth a much more realistic look with haziness and soft focus and overexposed elements mixed with the browns of Earth this also helped with rendering times as many scenes were not uh, rendering high quality backgrounds as of course these were then out of focus to replicate it this out-of-focus effect, a 3D model of Wally and also a film camera were set up for filming some test scenes, and then animators could emulate the focal range of a film camera through 3D animation. Animators also visited recycling centres to give them an idea of how to create the environment and also for Wall-E, whilst also researching desolate cities such as Chernobyl. Legendary Apple product designer Jonathan Ive was actually brought in to consult on the design of Eve, as the animators wanted Eve to be the iPod of robots, the most advanced robot evolution compared to the rustic Wall-E and Wall-A robots. As for the design of humans for the film, they wanted to represent the human race who had relied on technology around them, who had grown up in low gravity with everything provided for them in unlimited quantities, and as such their designs were based on big babies. The filmmakers actually noticed that baby fat is a lot tighter than adult fat, and copied the texture for that for the film's humans. The animations for Wally and also the other robots was actually achieved by replicating the emotions of silent films. It's been reported that the animation actually sat and watched silent films for over a year to gain insight into how emotion could be conveyed on screen without any words. However, it was not only the animation which had heavier focus to achieve the visuals and emotion we could see on screen. Sound designer Ben Burton, who had worked on the Star Wars films, was brought in to produce the audio for the robots and also the environment in the film. He actually recorded more than 2,500 sounds for the film, which is actually more than twice the amount that he would record for any Star Wars film. And even though Wally's emotions were mainly conveyed and inspired by silent film, a few audio recordings were still made to emphasise some expressions, such as oh, or hmm, and wow, and so on. Ben even used his own voice for recording these sounds for Wall-E, and he is actually credited as the voice for the character, as well as for other robots in the film. An interesting one that I actually wanted to include in here was that he used the Apple Mac startup chime for when Wall-E's solar charger reached 100%, so uh, yeah, I thought that was a nice one to be able to include. And also, Alyssa Knight, who provides the voice of Eve, was actually not an actress. She's actually just an employee of Pixar. Auto-secret directive A113 is actually an ongoing joke in animation. As I've mentioned previously, room A113 was actually a classroom at CalArts where many of the Disney and Pixar animators learned their craft. The number A113 appears in all of Pixar's animated films and also in many Disney animated films as well. However, this is the first Pixar film in which the A113 reference is actually relevant to the plot. Another running joke is the appearance of the Pizza Planet truck from Toy Story, and this can be seen as Eve is searching around the landscape. Other items that can be seen in the junk and also in Wally's collection include Colette's scooter from Ratatouille, Rex and Ham the piggy bank from Toy Story, and also a doll based on Mike from Monsters Inc. Disney and Pixar executives have gone on record stating that Wally is a standalone film and that there are no plans to ever produce a sequel. 
which is actually really nice to know because I love this story as a standalone story. In 2021, this film was also selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally and historically and aesthetically significant, which is really amazing for this film that it will be kept in this sort of legacy. And that's about it for the movie this week. What did you think? I absolutely love Wally. I've loved watching it again this past week. It's one of my all-time top favourite Pixar films, up there with Toy Story and Up and films like that. So yeah, for me, absolutely love Wally, and I love the message that it has. It's like part love story, part sci-fi film, part Pixar animation, and yeah, absolutely brilliant. It it goes through so many different stories, including how we don't look after the world around us and what could happen to the world if we don't respect it, but also how humanity can redeem itself by coming back and looking after the earth and things like that. So yeah, really, really enjoy this film. And also they made a short about it as well called Burn E, which kind of, it's seen from the perspective of another robot throughout the events of the film. And that was also included in the DVD as well, by the way, but I think it's also on Disney Plus as well now. But uh, yeah, absolutely loved Wally. I just think that it's got a brilliant message, a brilliant story, and visually, I think that this was a, a really big turning point for Pixar. I did talk about it briefly when I went through the facts about how they used soft focus in many scenes and overexposure and. I just feel that this film, along with Finding Nemo, was a kind of a turning point for Pixar animation, where it kind of went from this clearly animated to this almost photorealistic, but with this animation effect added to it. So yeah, I really, really love this film, and uh, I'm glad that this film was selected for preservation by the National Film Registry, because it really deserves it. It should be one of those films that should live on in history, because it's an absolutely brilliant story and uh, yeah that, that's just kind of my thoughts on it but let's see what you had to say about it this week of course as always ask over in the sorcerer radio discord the fun zone facebook group and all of course over on social media for people to be able to share their comments so let's have a look bell in the discord said it's like hello dolly but in space brandon said i remember this being an interesting movie when i saw it in the theater Hopefully he'll get a chance to watch it this week. He did say that he was a little bit behind and he hadn't yet watched Tron from the previous week either. And Tim over on Instagram dropped me a message to say that he enjoyed the film, but it isn't his favourite Pixar film. He said that he struggled to be able to understand the concept of how the Earth could get into the state that it was in such a relatively small amount of time compared to the the year we are now into the year that he's kind of represented. And I know, I, I kind of... I. I understand where you're coming from with that, but also when you look at things like with how the ocean is nowadays with plastic and things like that, it's very understandable that this film would represent a, an earth that had been overrun with trash, basically. But it is very over-exaggerated to, to kind of gain that kind of story that they're aiming for. But anyway, that's just my view on it, and I completely understand where you're coming from here, of course. Thank you, everyone, as always, for your comments. Now it's time to see what the guys at Diz His had to say about Wally. Diz His, Diz His Review. Review. Okay, guys, so we kind of messed up on our D plus reviews. You know, we've had many, uh, you know, really cool guests on our show, so we kind of got confused. Yeah, it didn't help that we did two part episodes, which we don't do a lot of, so it kind of yeah. threw us off our game. Yeah, 
So we had, uh, you know, Jeff Whiting on our show, who's a Marvel anchor. And we had, um, you know, Alex Saviak. He's coming on our show. We kind of messed up with when we kind of did the D plus. Like we did National Treasure when we should have done Wally. So we're going to talk about Wally. Right? Yes. So Alex, what do you think about Wally? I love Wally. Wally is a, it's a great movie. My wife doesn't love Wally. She thinks it's slow. Um, and I get it because there's no like talking throughout the, the half of the movie, I'd say the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I love the story and I love the way it's made. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Wally is one of those underrated Disney movies. I believe Ratatouille is another one of those movies that is very um, underrated, even yes. though it does have an attraction at Epcot. You know, Remy, uh, Ratatouille does have an attraction. Wally just has doesn't really have any kind of face no. in the parks. No, I don't it does think, not. Which I don't, I don't even understand because how can you not like a cute robot? Yeah, I'm surprised I don't have a meet and greet. Remember they were doing that Groot, that automatic Groot? Yeah, um, and they have the R two D two. They could totally do it with Wally. They could de- definitely totally do it with Wally. And what a great message, you know, the move, the Wally movie kind of sends out, right? Because it's all like, take care of Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say people, people who don't even, I don't get too political, right? But people <laughs> who don't think global warming is real, whatever, or if it's real or what, whatever, uh, we still, we should still be taking care of Earth. Right? It's a, it's a place that we live. You know, uh, many people, not all people, but many people take care of their house, I would say, right? You upkeep your house. You should be at least. I try. Taking care of your Yeah, right? We try. <laughs> we should be trying at least to take care of Earth. So it's yeah. like, you know, we live here, right? Right. And I don't understand why people are like, hey, you know something? I don't want to take care of Earth. I don't want to take care of animals. Like, I don't understand that whole thought process. Yeah. We should be taking care of Earth. And this kind of gives that message. Take care of Earth and don't be lazy because guess what? All the humans that are in space are overweight and they don't move around. But Joe, Joe. Yeah. They're on a space cruise for a life. Don't tell me that's not the life you want. Oh, you I, don't I want do to be on a cruise for life? I would life? love to be. <laughs> I would love to be on a space cruise. You know, Eating all that ice cream every day? <laughs> I like the part. It, this movie kind of has two parts, right? It's the first part where they're on Earth. And then the second part, we're on the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of forget how much of each. I think it's like half and half. Would you say that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I always, when I picture Wally, I always picture it three fourths on Earth. But then I watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's half on the spaceship. And the spaceship, I love the spaceship scenes. Like when the people, I like when the people, um, when they fall off their, their writers and they touch hands. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really crazy, man, because, you know, I feel like with technology, uh, we're almost headed down that path, you know, where it's kind of like people, if you look at the data and you look at, there's people who are not, people are not getting married, people are not having relationships because mm-hmm. yeah. of technology. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's an issue and, in Japan, that's for sure. I'm sorry? It's an issue in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's starting to become an issue here, too. If yeah. you look at it, it's starting to become an issue here, too, in, in America. Uh, and, you know, I feel like, obviously... That's like the extreme point. Like Wally is the extreme of yeah. kind of what's going on, right? Uh, but it it all has to start somewhere. I'm not saying that it's going to happen or not going to happen or whatever, right? But we need to be aware of what it could be like if we let things get out of control. What did you think of the way they, they integrated animation with live action? Because, you know, they have the movie oh. that he watches, which is live action, uh, the dance mm-hmm. scenes. And then they have Fred Willard playing the president who also is a CEO of a company uh, yeah. that happened in real life. And uh, so he's, uh, he's in live action. And when they're on the ship, they're showing, you know, what or how earth was to the now captain. I like how they show all the generations 
and as they get they get slightly, slightly fatter and fatter every generation. Uh, that was that's a really funny scene. <laughs> it's a great movie, man. It's a great movie. Uh, he's live action. What do you think of that? The integration of it. live action with animation. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like when they do that. Uh, you know, kind of started with Roger Rabbit stuff yes. like that. You know. Uh, but I do like it when they do that because it kind of makes a connection between like cartoon and digital to like real life, which is mm-hmm. cool, right? Because that's that's kind of what we want to see. We want to see that we, we want to make that connection. What do you think of Sigourney Weaver's ship's voice? I thought that was an awesome choice. Dude, her voice is everywhere in Disney movies, like the Pixar movie. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Not, uh, Finding Dory. Dory, yes. You know, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm Sigourney <laughs> totally Weaver. I forgot that. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so she, you know, she plays, she's one of those uh, characters or like actresses that. Really plays a big part in Disney films that you really don't think about. Like you really get Sigourney Weaver, you think of Alien, right? But guess yes. what, dude, she was on the Great Movie Ride in Hollywood Studios for for when it was there. Remember, yes. she was kind of like the whole Alien. Mm-hmm. She just plays a big part in the Disney world, the, yeah, the Disney so. universe, I guess you can say, because she's in that. She's she has a couple other different parts. So we're gonna give it a quick little rating. We're not gonna go through the rubric, no. Uh, but I feel like I would, I feel like an eight would be a good rating for me. And I think that the rubric, that's what I would give it. Yeah, an eight, an eight is actually what I was going to give it to as well. You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jen, and Chris? Just visit DizHiz.com and listen to DizHiz on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much as always, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Easterns. And if you want to catch that interview with Jeff Whiting, the Marvel Inca, you can catch their podcast, which is available on all major podcasting platforms. Also, it's available on the new srsounds.com website. Just go to the show section and search for Diz His. Or you can go directly to srsounds.com forward slash Diz His. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord. Or, of course, in any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Or, of course, in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you want to leave me your audio comments on the movie, you can record one and send one over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week, though, we'll be watching the movie National Treasure. I know I spoke about this a couple of weeks back that I wanted to include it in the weekly movie club. And here we go. Until then, though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much, of course, for tuning in this week. And hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye bye.